Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on talk radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Now, um, apparently, we should uh, we we should be what should we be doing? Uh, social media blackouts. All right. Yeah. So uh, this is all part of this thing coming from America, and we talked to a guy from Black Lives Matter last night. People all over the world are posting black squares on Instagram and Twitter accounts as part of the Blackout Tuesday movement following the death of George Floyd, Rihanna, Jamie Foxx, Drake, Nile Rodgers and uh, music mogul Quincy Jones, oh, I loved his music, are among the stars joining in. Radio stations and other companies have also pledged social media blackouts for the day. Uh, Let us talk to uh, our good friend, John Christopher. Uh, I never get his other name right. Bauer? Or Buer. What do you think? Buer. Yeah, Buer. Give me your uh, your thoughts on this um, uh, this hashtag that is uh, trending on Twitter. White silences well, violence. What's 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 scary to me is that uh, I live ten blocks from the White House, and uh, we had a seven o'clock curfew yesterday, and the president used his military to he could walk across Lafayette Park, which I do all the time when I go to the White House. Yeah. I haven't in a I while. Saw it on TV. It looked very nice. Yes, well, because they cleared, they, cleared, they cleared all the protesters by using uh, uh, flashbangs and rubber bullets and gas so he could walk across the street to a historic uh, school, uh, college, excuse me, church, uh, St. John's Church, uh, where presidents since Madison, I believe, have gone there. He's not, a, he's not a religious man, but he did go in front of the church and hold up a Bible. Uh, and that was why all of those youngsters or, and, middle, and middle-agedsters had to be tear-gassed and, and police and military on horseback clutched them and beat them so he could make his way across and look like macho, macho man. Because, and here's the reason why, two nights before, the White House went dark to shut off the lights. And people were complaining that he was hiding in this bunker. So he got really upset with that and had to show the world <laughs> that he is, in fact, he is, in fact, the ruler, the true ruler. And he, he told the governors on the phone call yeah. right after he got off the phone call with, with Putin. But hang, that, hang on, uh, hang on. Listen, would, I, would I know you're not a... Uh, John, hang on a minute. I know you're not a, a Trump yeah. fan, but surely... Well, uh, I, I believe in the presidency. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. Trump, not the president we're talking about now. He's <laughs> he's surpassed the presidency. He's sort of like a he's, yeah. he's um, bigger than the president. Now. Yeah, yeah, it almost. In his um, own mind, it's, a <laughs> it's it's a shame he held the Bible up the wrong way. Apparently, but there we are. Um, mm, that is bad. I think. I've, I mean, I don't know if he did, but that's what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, um, it, was, it, was up, it was upside down. Isn't that the devil? Yeah, that means. But, well, yeah, possibly. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll the fact you is that the, the leader, I would hope nobody would demonstrate if Boris decided to walk. I mean, obviously, Secret Service to go with him, but if Boris decided to walk to Parliament. Yeah. I hope there aren't so many stupid narrow-minded people who feel that violence is is a way to go and i think america well, I is showing itself I up defend, i don't i don't defend violence but i can say this to you um i am a white house correspondent and i haven't been there in quite a bit quite a bit because i'm actually yeah. afraid that i will catch the coronavirus there now what's really frightening to me is we have these these uh, demonstrations all over the country all over hundreds of thousands of protesters young and old some are infiltrated by some uh, unfortunate groups, which are the extreme, perhaps extreme left, extreme right, and that's unfortunate. The looting is abhorrent, should never happen. But the thing that's really frightening to me, gentlemen, is I don't know how long these protests will be. It will be every night. We have a curfew here in Washington, D.C., which will come first, the second wave of the coronavirus epidemic or the end of the marches and the end of the protests. Now, imagine this. Hundreds of thousands, mostly young people across the country, whether you're in Indianapolis, St. Paul, San Diego, Washington, New York, and they're not protected. They don't wear they don't wear masks. They're not socially distanced. They're breathing all over each other. And there will be a second wave. And that's the tragedy. John Christopher Buer, uh, who is uh, a talk media news Buer. I said Buer, didn't I? You went Buer. Talk radio, talk media news White House correspondent. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Ah, yes, it is. So uh, we're going to start off uh, talking about the new voting system in Parliament. If anybody saw that, it was quite funny. I watched it live. I thought, I'll just watch it and then I'll pop out. And then it got to half an hour. I thought, I can't go on watching this much. Long-winded, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Let's talk to our good friend uh, Robert Halfen, the chair of the Education Select Committee and also the Conservative Member of Parliament for Harlow. It, it really is appalling in this day and age that with all the apps that you can't vote electronically or by it's app incredible. from your office. I mean, it, it's and incredible. I think, yeah. It will have to change that. Well, right? I don't, yeah, but I don't think uh, re-smog should be allowed to get away with no, this. I mean, no. this is just stupid no. for well, the sake been, of being an idiot. He's been disenfranchised and anyone who can't go in can't vote. Simple as that. Can uh, you vote him out of his position? Uh, um, no, um, because he's appointed by uh, the Prime Minister. <laughs> Boris, yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean I, Boris I, won't. <laughs> yeah. is it, go on, Robert. Spit it out. No, no, we won't let them uh, take it out yeah, on you. I mean, I've got no choice in 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 them, but I just cannot. It's just a real pig-headedness, unbending, just oh, tradition for its own sake, without any sense of understanding or empathy, or uh, mm. just just literal rigid, stern. But do you think there's uh, another reason? Do you think he's, he thinks the people who who can't come in, some of them are old, you know, like maybe Jeremy Corbyn. Some people <laughs> he doesn't want some people to have a vote, so it actually works out better for him. 
I think no. he thinks, um, as I say, it's like sort of president, um, you know, the president of Brazil who said um, coronavirus is just the sniffles. I think yeah. they have this view that he it's can't just think that after Boris moaning. Johnson, can he? Can't think that after what happened to Boris. But I think they think that um, it's, you know, uh, a lot of them do talk like that, the art traditionalists, that this yeah. is just like the flu and we should all go in. But I also think there's some fear, irrational paranoia that this is going to exist forever, this new system where people would vote online. Mm. Yeah. And and um, which is, of course, nonsense because the government could easily overturn that because they've got a majority. Mm. Of course they could, yeah. But, you know, it, walking through the lobbies might be very good and very historical and everything else. But it's a bit of a waste of time, isn't it? Well, yeah, to be fair to them, it does have one massive advantage. Um, so if I write a letter to a minister about something, I'll be lucky if he or she sees it in about six months because it goes into some goblin cave in the relevant department. And then you get a rubbish <laughs> reply from some civil servant. Um, but when you're in the lobby, you can go up to that minister and say, I need you in Harlow. Um, I've got a problem. I need you to sort it out. And they, it's very hard for them to say no. And you can get MPs sign petitions and bills and letters and it's very hard because there's so many MPs and the Palace of Westminster is so big it's very hard to, mm. to see those MPs and ministers except in the voting lobby so I, I, I do respect that because I've used it I've been a nuisance made a nuisance myself many times it's been very valuable <laughs> being able to lobby people in fact people sometimes when I'm walking through with a piece of paper people run away from me because they think I'm going to ask them to sign something <laughs> I, know, I know it's him again <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can always hit them with your stick. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to get done. I mean, I'd... maybe we smile. No, no. Him, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I thought it was very funny watching people do it today, and I don't think it, it, it really, it didn't need to be like that. It, you know, the other votes that have already been done from home. It could have carried on like that for a bit longer. It could have done uh, for the next, at least a couple of months, and then they could have had another yeah. decision about it. I mean, what's crazy is they go on about how much they want Parliament to happen, but all you do is eat into parliamentary time because um, it, if it's going to take an hour yeah. for each vote, it means there's going to be less time in the chamber um, to uh, scrutinise or look at the work of government. Yeah. I mean, now also, vote, I mean, what, ridiculous, yeah. Also, you know, uh, probably cutting back the number of MPs. Everybody says they're yeah. going to do that. Yeah. You know, there aren't enough seats, are there, for all of them? No. So but Churchill did that on purpose, though. He did he that on did. purpose to keep making. He look, did. Yeah. And it look. is very exciting when there is a big event, a historical event, or question time, or the budget, and it's packed in, and there's not enough room, and everyone's squeezing, and a lot of MPs have to stand around. It is an amazing feeling. It's like being at a football match live. Yeah. And, yeah. We'll um, never see that again. Yeah, imagine, maybe imagine that with the football matches as well. 20 years' time, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, Robert Halfen, the uh, chair of the Education Select Committee, the Conservative Member of Parliament for Harlow. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Now, number 10 says uh, the two-metre rule is here to stay. But scientists concluded keeping one metre apart is enough to cut the risk. Uh, Downing Street's confirm 
that the two-metre rule will remain in place, even though scientists say it could be one metre. A new study found, uh, funded by the World Health Organization could pave the way for businesses such as pubs to reopen as calls grow for the two-metre rule in the UK to be eased. Let's talk to Professor Andrew Preston, researcher uh, in bacterial pathogens at the University of Bath. Uh, Andrew, good evening. Good evening, sir. Um, you got any thoughts on this or not? It's kind of trying to find an answer where you can suddenly go from one distance to a slightly larger distance and the risk goes from some risk to zero. But I'm afraid it's it's Mm. not that case. So it's a gradient of risk. So it kind of comes at where do you place your comfort with that risk? And so... So it is more risky. Hospitalities come in as well, don't they? Um, This is clearly an effort to try and get hospitality underway again. So, you know, be clear about what your driver driver for this really is. And then then I think we just say, are we comfortable with it or not? But the World Health Organization, that does say a metre, doesn't it? I think. But again, it's it's an arbitrary figure. So it's not as if if you're one metre and one centimetre, the risk is zero. And if you're 99 centimetres, now you're at risk. That's that's not the way it works, really. Um, And unbelievably, I guess, still, we don't really know fully the role of large droplets that that do fall to the ground relatively close to to the person that's emitted them versus the very fine particles that, that actually stay in the air for the much aerosols. longer. Travel over much exactly. That just stay in the air, yeah. So when those that sort of two meter rule was invented, that sort of stems from studies back in the nineteen thirties, where of course the camera technology yeah. was only really able to pick up those very large droplets. So we thought that all the you know coughing and sneezing, mm. most of the really large droplets drop to the surface yeah. within that two meters. But but obviously since then we we can image those aerosol particles sort of less than a millionth of a metre in diameter and they can go on for metres. So that's why, I mean, maybe lots of us have had this corona but not realise it. That would make sense, wouldn't it? I think that's also the nature of the infection as well. It's quite clear that when you get enough to initiate an infection in some (coughs) people, it it really is very, very mild, if if not completely benign. So again, we're we're struggling with most of the factors that, that give rise to the patterns of disease that we see for this thing still. So you think it's viral load? I mean, it? how many people every year have a, a, a cold they don't know about or just a sniffle? Um, and some people get a very seriously bad cold. And, and flu, I mean, a lot of people could get flu but not be very badly affected by it. Others can be very badly affected by it. So are we <sighs> just going to have to live with... most infections, you know, measles... Yeah. For yeah. most things, there's this you know, gradient of severity. Um, and I think, you know, as you point out, it's to do with maybe the, the viral load that you get to start with. Does it overwhelm your defences? And therefore, you know, you get a very severe mm. disease very quickly. Probably all sorts of nuances in your particular state at that time. You know, other immune defences, tiredness, nutrition. <clears throat> so it's mm. probably a sort of intractable um, sort of set of circumstances but for the most of the time, we're inconsequential, you know, whether you get a cold or not. It's, yeah. it's not life-changing for, for most people, fortunately, but for something like this, clearly it is. But could it just disappear? I mean, you But know, not seeing... for the majority, though. For the majority, they, they don't even know they've had it, as far as yeah. I can see. I, th- I think you're right. I think the numbers are, are looking, you know, increasingly like, the, you know, the number of the, the proportion of people who are infected, and this is on evidence of either antibody tests or the virus tests, 
increasing and looks as if that, that number that never even knew they had it is going up mm. as, as the more we, we're able to delve into these population level surveys. And there's been a few of those sort of classic studies on, on, on enclosed environments such as the cruise ships or that expedition ship that, that docked in Uruguay where 80% yes. of those tested positive swore blind that they would never known they had it. Why, why, does, the vi- I mean, why does the viral load matter? Because once you get one virus, doesn't it start multiplying anyway? It does, but again, if you've got a fixed number of, of immune defence molecules and cells themselves, you know, if, if they can focus in on a relatively mm. uh, sort of focused area of infection. All right, mate. Um, always interesting to hear your thoughts on this, Andrew. We'll talk again. Thank you very much indeed, Professor Andrew Preston, researcher in bacterial pathogens at the University of Bath. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. I like to have a gin and tonic before the programme, but I've uh, I've missed out today. Are you not taking the night off? Well, I could do, actually. Shall I? Yeah, I'll take the night off. No, you shan't, because you take... You know, you don't... People think you just work part-time. Anybody talks over anybody, it should be me talking over everybody else, shouldn't it? Yeah. Sorry, sir. Um... 25 years ago, um, yeah. you, you still kind of behave the way you behave now. now. Yeah. yeah, a bit better I used to behave. You've never changed. I? Yeah. In fact, people, sometimes when I'm walking through with a piece of paper, people run away from me because they think I'm going to ask them to sign something. I know, I know, it's him again. You can always hit them with your stick. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you, you live in a flat which is apparently like a, a hippie pad. Who told you that? I don't, I'm so I sorry, don't believe it. I don't think there's any danger at all. Time, gentlemen, time. The Yanks beating, getting in there. That's going to calm you boys down. Okay, phones are open. Do you want me to get rid of Ash or not? That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.